Okay, and good afternoon. I want to talk today and I want to, you know, give some light to, I'm getting ready to start a new series next week, but I want to talk today about the kingdom of God, the faithfulness of God, and what it's beginning to mean to us, for those of us who are obedient and diligent to what we have and what he's given us so far. The, the kingdom of God is becoming real to me. I, I was thinking of the scripture, righteousness, peace, joy, and the Holy Ghost. It's the kingdom of God. And I realized the kingdom of God, he also said, is within us. And I begin to prayerfully begin to ask God, show me the kingdom. Show me the kingdom. And not in this existential, out of this world mode that my mind would normally want to go to, but the kingdom within. I want to lay this in front of us all, and I want, and I, and I may not go long today, but what I have to say is very from the heart. I've realized, and I started by saying this before we start recording, when Jesus said, "Gather up the fragments that nothing be wasted." There's so many things in my life that I've considered to be wasted that I'm coming to the realization that if you would respect and honor what God has done, there's power in life in the things that you throw away or reject. Amen. You know, if you think about Jesus, they said the, the, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Um, we call Jesus the chief cornerstone. We know that's talking about Jesus. But what does the chief cornerstone mean? That means that that's the stone that the, the building stands and keeps the building from falling over. That's the that's the foundational stone that if you know anything about construction, like you can you can build straight up the middle, but if the corners are not established solid, that that thing's going to topple. So when he says the chief corner, he said this is this is a foundation of the the move. This is this is the this is the the thing that holds it together and keeps it solid. And Jesus is our keep. Why am I tongue twisting day? And Jesus is our chief cornerstone. And one of the things, I guess I'm so excited and I'm not usually an excitable type. You don't usually hear me say I'm excited, but my God, what God has been doing in the past couple of weeks, I am blown away at just the faithfulness of God. Um, there are so many things that have laid dormant in me because I didn't give value to them. And because I didn't give value to them, I didn't think they were worth much. So I'm going to talk about a couple of scenarios from the Bible. The woman is in trouble in the Old Testament. I remember where the scripture is. They're going to take our son's prisoner, you know, as for this debt she owes. And she goes to the prophet. Prophet tells her, gather up as many jars as she can gather up. And she gathers up all the jars and he begins to fill. And until she runs out of jars, the barrel of oil, that little bit of oil she had left, kept filling. And she was using that now to pay off the, her debt. Hmm. So God is a, a debt canceling God. I, I, I come on. I, I just I just want you to, to please take this in. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he cancels debt, then he cancels debt now. 
you know, and not, oh, I just looked at it and it was magically gone. Maybe, or maybe he will tell you to do some things and in doing those things. But that's not the point. I don't want to get into him canceling debt, but I just want to make sure I put that in there. He told her to gather up what was available to her. He told her to check the resources that were nearby and close to her. And her answer was in the resources that he had already provided. That was right around her, right next door, right two doors down, right across the street, right in your own backyard. The answers to your prayers as usually in the resources that he's provided over the years that you've shunned or pushed aside or not shown respect to. It, sometimes it's a person that he puts in your life and you choose not to like or agree with that person's point of view or the way they flow and you push them away. But the answer to God's prayer for your life was in that person, in that resource. And he may have to say to you, repent and go back and make things right with that person because that's the person I gave you. Well, I'm just believing for somebody else. Well, how many years you've been waiting now believing for the somebody else? 20, you know, 10, 15, 100. You have to do it his way. So I'm coming to this realization at this season of my life. Your way has always been the way. So the whole thing started when he told me to go looking at go look at houses again. That was four plus years ago. When I said, God, I feel trapped. I feel like I'm suffocating. I feel like my life is shutting down. He said, go look at houses. Those of you who were around me remember that. Yeah. I started looking at houses and all these other things became unearthed. And all of a sudden I found myself in a place. Now, in that place and in that time and in that hurt, I became angry. I became bitter. I became shut down. I just want to, you know, just complain about how unfair it was and on and on and on and on and on until he finally got a hold of me and said, you got to forgive and you have to totally let go because that rage, that anger, that bitterness is keeping you from seeing what I was doing. And now that I'm in this real estate program and I'm growing, it comes back to me. Wait a minute. You told me to go look at houses. That's real estate. Then I began to look at the wealth that I had accumulated so far. And I came to the realization. It's all in real estate. I've had other businesses that's done okay and done good for me. But my biggest growth was in real estate. Then I began to look up how many billionaires and millionaires exist and come to the realization that a lot of them have their wealth in real estate. Then I remember seeing, I'm going to say a lot of different things, but I'm going to plant this for you. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the movie called um, The Founder about, the, about um, Ray Kroc and the whole McDonald's thing. And he was struggling. His business was failing. And the gentleman came to him and said, you're in the wrong business. That's what he mean. He said, you need to be in real estate. This is real estate. And I didn't understand for the longest time that McDonald's is known for burgers, but their fortune was built and is built in real estate. Wow. The more land you own, the more God can do. Now, I'm not trying to, this is not a real estate course. I'm bringing up the point that God is working in the thing that he's been speaking to you. For me, it's real estate. For you, it may be something else. But there's something that God has been speaking to you about for a long time that you can be saying, yeah, God, that's cute. That's nice. I'm going to put that over here 
And I'm going to focus on this because this is what's making me the money. And eventually I'm going to pay attention to you and go do that thing that you told me to do. And I'm saying to you that you're not going to see the move of God in imagination. You're not going to see the move of God in emotion. You're not going to see the move of God in the things that make you happy. You're going to see the move of God in his instruction. Amen. That's where the power is going to come from. So I, I started to ask God, show me. I'm pulling up my scripture right now. Show me what I've been missing. And he said, well, you have to understand that anything that distracts delays. Mm, I'm going to let that sit with you a minute. Yeah, I'm starting to hear, mm, okay, it's kicking in. Anything that distracts delays. So what's distracting you right now? Your, your mate, your bills, the thing you think you want, because the thing that, well, I don't know what I'm going to do right now. And anything that the enemy can do to distract you delays the move of God. It delays it not because God stops, but because you stop pursuing the role you need to be pursuing. Yeah, I, I, I got my scriptures here, but I'm just going to speak from my heart. And if I feel led to pick them up, I'll pick them up. You have to, in this season, more than anything else, learn to focus, phase out the noise, get quiet before God and hear the direction that he's been calling you to for years and years and years. It's right there. It's right there. Well, this is the new shiny thing that just popped up in my life and I'm so excited about it. Okay. Anything that distracts delays, it keeps the move of God from going forward in your life. I'm coming to the realization that the quieter I'm getting about everything and everyone around me, the clearer I'm seeing his instruction and how nicely it's been laid out for me in advance. I was talking to somebody recently and they said to me, you know, I was, I was cool until I met such and such. And then it all of a sudden it threw me all off and I got all out of whack. I was like, right, because you now become distracted. And now in that distraction, God, I, I just want to say so much. I don't really feel preachy today. I just feel like I need to share. Um, the thing that God has even promised you and put in your life, once you start pursuing that and not God, it's a distraction. Yeah, yeah. And it puts a it puts a delay in the process. God is not to God is he, the blessing of the Lord without turning or shadow of repentance. But it requires me to stay focused on God. If I can challenge you to anything today, here's what I've learned in this past couple of weeks. Anything the enemy could do to break your focus, he will do. And if he can delay your blessing long enough, he'll break you. What's this? You got scripture for that? Yep. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. As you begin to pursue anything other than God, 
it slows God's process in my life. I'll speak for me. So I start to realize I can't have animosity, bitterness, unforgiveness, and, 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 and just try to mash it down and not feel it. That's a distraction. It takes a lot of energy from me. So what I've learned is no, acknowledge it, repent of it, turn from it, go forward. I've accomplished more in the past couple of weeks probably than I have in the past year or so. And I'm experiencing the power of God in staying focused. I'm going to read this one verse and I may not do any more if I don't feel led to do so. I mean, if you want to call this message anything, I only thing I could say, I'm sure we've done it before, um, focus on him or stay for, we did to stay focused, but I, I don't even know what to say. I just want to say, listen, my God. I want you to turn with me real quick to Philippians chapter three. This is, this is something else. Uh, verse 13. And I want to open this up in my in my King James too. No, I want to open it up in my concordance. Yeah. Bear with me. The, the thing is going slow today. While that's loading up, I'll go back here. All right, let's take this. Brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended it. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. That verse has a strong balance to it. Forgetting those things that are behind, I press forward. But I am pressing forward. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. No. We can go forward. Jesus. I'm so preaching to myself today. I hope it reaches you. We can go forward with the angst and the anxieties of yesterday, and we're really not going forward, even though we think we are. We can push toward the mark, but bring in yesterday's baggage. And if you bring in yesterday's baggage, again, it delays. Forgetting those things which are behind is how you press forward to the mark of a high calling. And that is the part I did not grab. I thought I could just go forward. Yeah with the hurt and the pain and the unforgiveness and the memories and the failures and the fears and all of those things, but I'm going forward and pressing forward in the storm, you know, just long as you're going forward in God. He's like, no, 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 you don't go forward 
until you forget those things which are behind. You can't drive your car looking back or looking in the rear of your mirror. You've heard that saying before. I'm not saying anything deep. You're going to crash. But it comes. It goes deeper than looking back. It, it, it goes to the carrying. He said forgetting. Well, Lord, wait, how do I forget if I was wrong, if I was hurt, if I was you know, robbed, I was scammed, if I was conned. You know, those fears are good. They give me balance going forward. So I, well, well, first of all, follow him and you won't run into these scams and these cons and these things and the other, but that's a whole different message I won't pick today. All I'm saying is he's saying you have to be able to forget. And what I didn't understand about that word, forgetting those things which are behind me, I pressed forward was, that word forget is the word forgive. It's not just forgetting stuff. It's, it's not blocking it out of your memory. That's not what he means by forget. He means let it go, forgive. You may still remember it, but you disassociate it with the pain that it carried. You take the weight off of it that it had that held you down, laying aside the sin that so easily besets you. Well, the sin of unforgiveness can very easily beset you. So here's the thing, right? He said, I'm not saying I got it. I'm not saying I understand it all. But one thing I've learned to do, forgiving all the past, letting go of that stuff, I set my eye toward where I'm going, which is the mark of the high calling. But you got to be cautious, but you got to use wisdom. All of those are excuses that you can use if you want to. But I'm saying to you, fine, use wisdom, be cautious, but you still have to forgive. You still have to let go. You still have to move forward without the weight of yesterday. You still have to do it. There's no way around it. And I thought that I could church forgive. You know, the confession of forgiveness. Why in Jesus' name I didn't. And God said, no, you can't do that apart from my spirit. You can't cleanse your human spirit. Only my Holy Spirit can. And you can't forgive the way I'm asking you to forgive in your own human strength. It's not possible because watch this. You associate memory and feeling with deliverance or not being delivered. So if I think about it and I feel angry about it, or I feel bothered by it, I feel troubled by it. Obviously, I didn't forgive and God said to me, no, you can say, and I see it, and I understand it, and I know what feeling you're trying to bring to me, but by faith, I've made the choice to be free and let it go. I'm not holding it to that person's account. And you can speak that out loud. I've been having to do that so many times back to back for the past couple of weeks. I forgive them. I don't carry it against them. I refuse to hold it. I'm not going to do it. And then ask people to hold me accountable if they hear me going down that road in conversation. Say to me, wait, 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 wait. You're supposed to be letting that go. You're supposed to be forgetting and forgiving that thing which is behind. Now, I want to go back to this point because I want to pull it up in, 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 in the concordance because I wanted to show you something with this. This is powerful because he's talking about forgetting something that may not be the easiest thing to forgive, right? So, my God. 
Okay, let me lay it out like this. Let me lay it out like this. Let me help you. Let me help you out. Paul had some very serious things facing him. And I need you to understand this. One, he was the star player for the team. He was the spiritual Michael Jordan of his day. He was that dude. And he was hunting down Christians and killing them. And they were applauding him. And Paul was that dude. He had the power. He had the authority. I need you to think about this when you think about Paul, because I think sometimes we don't. How many people get brought before the king and know the king on a first name basis and he knows you on a first name basis? King Agrippa, you know me. You know how I get down. You know I'm not crazy. King, wow, Paul, you almost going to make me be a Christian, right? So, so, so they, he was on a first name basis with the king. I need you to understand this. I need you to understand what he had to forgive and let go. I need you to understand it wasn't, ah, Jesus. Paul was a man of prominence, great respect, and they loved him when he was doing what they wanted. The moment he got a revelation that went against what they wanted him to do, they were seeking his death. I need you to understand this now. He's got some bitterness. You understand what I'm saying? You got some bitterness. You're chasing me down all over the country, setting ambushes in the road as he's traveling to kill him on the way. You know, God had to say, don't go that way. They're seeking to kill you over there. You, you, you understand this? Ain't none of you are facing no stuff like this. People seeking to kill you for what you believe. But he had to go forward. Then he said, forgetting those things which are behind me, I press forward to the mark of the high calling. And I said one time, well, what does he have to forget about? And one day God said to me, can you imagine the level of forgiveness on both sides Paul had to deal with? And I want to walk you through this a little bit. One, he had to forgive these people who once were his friends and honored them and invite them to their mighty banquet tables. Again, King is speaking to him by first name. He said, he didn't say, your majesty, oh, oh, Agrippa. That's his boy. Like he's calling him on his first name. All these people who once cheered him on and loved him now hates him and is treating him like a common criminal. That's painful. Come on, think about that a minute. Everybody who once cheered you on now is cursing your name. And want you dead. Two, self-forgiveness. Yeah. Getting those things that are behind me, I press forward. Letting it go. Forgiving. Forgetting. He's a Christian pastor, minister, evangelist, whatever, speaker. And he's there in front of congregations speaking to people whose sons and daughters are in the audience and wives of people he's killed or had killed or thrown in lion's dens and done all this stuff to. And he's got to stand there now and share with him, them, the love of God when he's probably destroyed families of a lot of these people that he's going to his place to speak. I need you to understand this now. That requires a different kind of forget what's behind you because you sitting there, somebody sitting in the audience whose life you destroyed, whose father you killed, whose mother you took from them, whose children, whatever the case may be. Paul put a lot of people to death 
Watch this. Stephen, who was their main, one of their main dudes of the apostles, the scripture said Paul held their coats while they stoned him to death. So when I said, God, well, what did he have to forget? He was like, he had a lot to forget. He had a lot to forgive. He had to forgive those he thought who loved him. He had to forgive himself as he went to go stand in front of the people who probably did not love him. And convince those people who he once hunted that he was now hunting for them for Jesus. His whole life was flipped. Everything that he loved was taken. Do you think that when Paul was hanging out with Agrippa on first name basis, that he wasn't living a good life? Riding the flyest camel with all the accessories, surround sound, everything. He had, he had all that. I bet you his apartment was decked. He had his Louis V. He had all his stuff. He was Saul of Tarsus. His name preceded him. Everywhere people went, they knew who he was. And now he's being treated like a vagabond, like a bum, running from town to town. Forget those things which are behind, which are behind? Yeah, he had a lot to forget. But he had to say, but I press forward to the mark of the high calling. I'm called for something. God put me here for something. There's a purpose that I put on this planet right now. And at this moment, I have to seek that. And all the things that come up to distract, even the things that look like or all the things that God called you to, you got to be careful of. So even right now, as the doors are opening for me and something that he had called me to many, many years ago, I'm being very careful of being excited and thrilled to the point that I'm distracted. Yeah. Forgive yourself. Yeah. Mark 11, 23, 24, 25. You speak to the mouth, 25 says, and if you have aught against any, forgive them. That's your heavenly father. Don't forget, not forgive you. Please. Forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive you first. Forgive you first. Most important thing. Love your brother as you love yourself. If you don't love you, you don't have love to give to anyone else. Forgive those who did you wrong. Hurt you. That's not a, an emotional mold. That's a before God cleanse me mode. Forgetting those things which are behind, forgive, let go. Press forward to the mark of the high calling. You got a bigger purpose to being on this planet. And that's not to have everybody loving and respect you and to treat you nice. These people once treated him really nice. Now they wanted his head on the platter and eventually they did kill him. And those who were once his enemies, he had to pursue as friends. That's big. That's big. I'm asking you before the throne. I'm going to read this verse one more time. And then we're going to call it a day. 
I don't even have to pull it up. Philippians 3, was it 13 or 14? 13. Not saying I've apprehended. Not saying I know it all. But one thing I do, forgetting all that's behind me, I set my sights and I press forward to the mark of the high calling. The only way you can forget what's behind you is you have to forgive. And once you forgive, you can go forward with ease, without struggle. Because what you call to has been in you all along. And all the pieces that make that come together already exist in your life. Really? So he's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything he's called you to do, he's put the things in place already for you to do it. You just don't see them because your grief, your, your hurt, your unforgiveness of yourself or other people is keeping you from seeing the mark. But it's clearly there, I promise you. It's clearly there. And the more I exercise the spirit of forgiveness, the more doors are opening and the more things I'm seeing. And I'm wow. grateful, grateful to my God for the opportunity to forgive me, forgive others, forget those things that are behind me. I'm not saying I got it. I'm not saying I've apprehended it all. But there's one thing I know. I got to let go to yesterday so I can pursue my tomorrow. And I thank God for the opportunity to do that. And I'm praying for everybody here right now to be able to do the same. Father, we come before you today. And as your word said, we don't have it all, but the one thing we can do, the one thing that is in our power to do is to surrender the hurt, the shame, the guilt, the frustration, the failures of my yesterday to you. Laying them aside casting my care on you because you care for me, that I may go forward without weight or the sin that easily besets me. I can press forward to the mark of the high calling where my victory and my freedom is and where I win and where I've already won because you've already laid it out for me. So Lord, we ask you right now, and I pray for each and every person listening, their heart be free, their mind be free, they let go of the things and the people that may be a part of that pain and hurt if that's what it takes. And they press forward to what you call them to. Let us not cling to anything, be it material, physical, personal, emotional. Let us not cling. Let us keep our eye on the prize and let us get rid of every and anything that would hinder us from reaching the destination that you called us to. We thank you for the victory in advance. We love you. We appreciate you, God. And we already know if you told us to do it, to forget the past, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so we call it a done deal. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you guys and see you next time.